Welcome to Midday Prayer for Monday, January 2nd, 2023, the ninth day of Christmas. Our help is in the name of the Lord, maker of heaven and earth. There is good news of great joy for all. Our Savior is born, the Messiah, the Lord. Praise the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. A reading from the book of Judith. Entreaties for Peace. They therefore sent messengers to Holofernes to sue for peace in these words. We, the servants of Nebuchadnezzar, the great king, lie prostrate before you. Do with us whatever you will. See our buildings and all our land and all our wheat fields and our flocks and our herds and all our encampments lie before you. Do with them as you please. Our towns and their inhabitants are also your slaves. Come and deal with them as you see fit. The men came to Holofernes and told him all this. Then he went down to the sea coast with his army and stationed garrisons in the fortified towns and took picked men from them as auxiliaries. These people and all in the countryside welcomed him with garlands and dances and tambourines. Yet he demolished all their, thr- all their shrines and cut down their sacred groves, for he had been commissioned to destroy all the gods of the land, so that all nations should worship Nebuchadnezzar alone, and that all their dialects and tribes should call upon him as a god. Then he came toward Esdraelon, near Dothan, facing the great ridge of Judea. He camped between Geba and Scythopolis, and remained for a whole month in order to collect all the supplies for his army. A reading from the book of Genesis. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great, so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was seventy-five years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai, and his brother's son Lot, and all the possessions that they had gathered, and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran, and they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they had come to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Moreh. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Preface to the Book of Confessions The Constitution of the Presbyterian Church USA consists of two volumes. Part one of the Constitution is the Book of Confessions, which contains the official texts of the confessional documents. Part two of the Constitution, the Book of Order, is published separately and consists of four sections, the Foundations of Presbyterian Polity, the Form of Government, the Directory for Worship, and the Rules of Discipline. Chapter 2 of the Foundations of Presbyterian Polity, the Church and its Confessions, sets forth the Church's understanding of the role and function of the Confessions in the life of the Church. The creeds, confessions, and catechisms of the Book of Confessions are both historical and contemporary. 
each emerged in a particular time and place in response to a particular situation. Thus, each confessional document should be respected in its historical particularity. None should be altered to conform to current theological, ethical, or linguistic norms. The confessions are not confined to the past, however. They do not simply express what the Church was, what it used to believe, and what it once resolved to do. The confessions address the Church's current faith in life, declaring contemporary convictions and actions. The 197th General Assembly, 1985, adopted Definitions and Guidelines on Inclusive Language. This document, reaffirmed by the 212th General Assembly, 2000, states that effort shall be made at every level of the Church to use inclusive language with respect to the people of God. Some of the Church's confessional documents, written before the Church committed itself to inclusive language for the people of God, use male language to refer to men and women. Although the original language is retained in the Book of Confessions, readers are reminded of the Church's policy and the commitment the policy expresses. Specific statements in 16th and 17th century confessions and catechisms in the Book of Confessions contain condemnations or derogatory characterizations of the Roman Catholic Church. Chapters 18 and 22 of the Scots Confession, Questions and Answer 80 of the Heidelberg Catechism, and Chapters 2, 3, 17, and 20 of the Second Helvetic Confession. Chapters 22, 25, and 29 of the Westminster Confession of Faith have been amended to remove anachronous and offensive language. Chapter 28 of the French Confession does not have constitutional standing. While these statements emerged from substantial doctrinal disputes, they reflect 16th and 17th century polemics. Their condemnations and characterizations of the Catholic Church are not the position of the Presbyterian Church USA and are not applicable to current relationships between the Presbyterian Church USA and the Catholic Church. Note, these sections have been marked with an asterisk. Parenthetical comment for me. I have omitted those sections with an asterisk from this podcast. The tension between the Confession's historical and contemporary nature is a fruitful tension within the Church. The Confessions are not honored if they are robbed of historical particularity by imagining that they are timeless expressions of truth. They are best able to instruct, lead, and guide the Church when they are given freedom to speak in their own voices. The Confessions are not respected if they are robbed of contemporary authority by imagining that they are historical artifacts. They are best able to instruct, lead, and guide the Church when they are given freedom to speak now to the Church and the world. Let us examine ourselves in the light of the teaching of our Lord Jesus Christ as given in the Beatitudes. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they will see God. Most holy God, grant that we may never be satisfied with anything less than your holiness and purity. Teach us to care for our bodies as temples of the Holy Spirit. Grant that we may think clean, generous, humble thoughts, and harbor none that stain the mind or dim our vision of you. So cleanse our hearts that we may see you face to face, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. God of mystery and might, 
We praise and worship you, for you came in silence while all lay sleeping to enter our world as a child of humble birth. We thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, born of your handmaid Mary. In his face we behold your glory, for in his life as in his death is your gift of salvation. By your Spirit make our hearts burn with thanksgiving that we may give as we have received. Let our whole lives be gifts of praise to you, God of love and peace, in the gracious name of Jesus Christ, your Son, by the power of your Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The God of peace be with us. Amen. Bless the Lord. The Lord's name be praised.